It's a Craggy Island Rugby special, the first special we've ever done. And it's been recorded on Skype, and I think each and every one of you knows right now why we are doing a special. Uh, joining me, Rob Murphy, on the line uh, from another country from where I am, Alan Deegan. Hi, Rob. How are you doing? And William Davis. Yeah, good evening, Rob. Good evening, indeed. I am currently, lad, sitting on a balcony on the top floor of a building in Geneva. I can see St. Pierre Church this springing above the city. I can see the night sky, a perfect view of Geneva here. I think times are tough for Rob. Yeah, can you see your uh, Swiss Swiss bank that you're going to tomorrow? <laughs> hey, I tell you one thing. Coming in today, they charged me forty euro to get in the country because you have to buy. You have to buy their motorway pass. You, you, even if you're not going on the motorways, they make you buy it. Well, uh, well, don't uh, don't tell any of our politicians when they come to the door. They'll be noting that one down. I know, I know. I tell you, hey, if 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 Switzerland had a professional rugby team, and by the way, it's a story for another time. But they're building one here actually, and it's on the way up the French leagues. But that's another story. Uh, I think they'd have the money to keep Robbie Henshaw. Did Connacht get beaten out in terms of money, Alan Deegan? Um, I don't know. Is is the honest answer? Um, yeah, I should say. Do you think? Because we none of us know. None of us know, but it's it's you know this. You know, reading a few things on various message boards and whatever, you know, there's talk of needing wanting to play with Sexton and playing more with 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 him and you know, uh, learning more off off Johnny Sexton. He he obviously felt he he wasn't learning enough, or he'd learned all he could in Connacht and wants to to move on. Um, whether that's necessarily right or not, I suppose it depends on your opinion. I know a lot of Leinster fans are happy, but feel as though it's a it's a little bit unfortunate that you know Connacht are losing out on a superstar. I think if it was this time last year. I'd be an awful lot more upset than I am now. Oh, interesting. Um, before I bring William in, ex- explain that more. Well, the fact that we're, we're, you know, he's only played five games for us this season. Okay, we've won all five games that he's played. Um, but he only played, you know, he, he played 16 games for us last year. Um, we won five, drew one and lost 10. So, you know, and, and prior to that, you know, the 13-14 the, the season and 12-13 and season, um, we had losing seasons when he was on the team, so it's not as though he's this sort of guy that we win everything with. Um, we're managing to win games and, and be where we are in the league without him having a massive influence directly on the field. I think he's going to be a huge loss off the field um, from the point of view of, of optics. But um, I think we, you know, we've got a pretty strong team. There's an awful lot of fantastic young fellas in there. Like I was standing beside you when you interviewed Owen Masterson the other night, and he's a fantastic young man. I was so impressed with him, both on and off the field. And we've got really good guys like that in there with the, the ethos that Pat Lamb has brought and the skill levels that, that um, the coaches in behind are bringing to the, the whole of Connacht. I think we're you know we're way down further down the line than we would have been this time last year. I think it would have been a much bigger hit last year because last year we were struggling to stay in the top six at this stage. Right. Now we're, we're confirming where we are and we deserve to be there this year and we, we need to kick on. And the likes of Wilton Delan coming on and being, you know, showing what he's capable of shows that our system is very, very good and he's he's a product right. of the system. And it, it goes to show that, you know, in a lot of ways it could be good for us because it shows how good our system is that we can produce someone of that quality. William, your initial reaction to Robbie Henshaw going to Leinster? Um, I'm not surprised. Um, I felt all along it would probably happen. Once uh, Madigan and Teo went out of the Leinster setup at the end of the season, uh, I think it was probably inevitable. 
it's been around for so long and it really was the end of the saga today. Uh, talking to Packy, who sometimes is on the podcast there, he made an interesting point. He said, since the beginning, and I'm giving a direct quote, he said, since the beginning, it's almost been a question of when is he leaving Connacht? Uh, and that's kind of disappointing, but it kind of shows where we were for so long that there was just an assumption that once we produced a really good player, somebody would come in and take him. Uh, I'm disappointed. I think it's gone on too long. Yeah. I think it's a very strange situation that it was announced today at half three in a tweet and four o'clock on a, on a Sunday afternoon on the website. And it strikes me that maybe Connacht just decided they'd uh, they'd had enough, and we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be the people that make this announcement. Yeah, control this news uh, cycle. Yeah, yeah, and it has dragged. I was in Cape Town uh, in in January, and I was told it was a done deal then by a couple of people with very good Leinster contacts. And Connacht just have to move on now. He's he's still available for the rest of the season, and uh, in the statement that they released, um, it states that his aim is to help Connacht do as well as possible, and uh, I would I wouldn't expect anything less. But it still is going to cause um, I think it'll cause some real anger among fans. They're going to feel let down by everybody. They're going to feel the IRFU. They're going to feel Connacht, and they're going to feel Robbie Henshaw has has turned his back, perhaps, on Connacht. And that, that's unfortunate. He's a young man. He's a professional sportsman, and he has to do what's best for him. But it still kind of looks like the big a big team, in inverted commas, has snapped its fingers, uh, and they've got what they wanted. Alan, Robbie Henshaw's probably... Going to have his best days are ahead of him. We we hope as a from a from an individual uh, point of view and what he uh, and how well we know him. But you know it looks like Leinster are going to benefit from his best days and the team that de- developed him probably won't get the very best out of Robbie Henshaw if you look back at his whole career. Depending, I suppose he can't predict, but it certainly has the potential to be that way. It does. It does. Um, you know, but he's gone. He's made a decision. He's gone, and you know, good luck to him. I hope he, he does well in the rest of his career. With a bit of luck, he'll do what the likes of Gav and, and Johnny O'Connor did and come back to us and bring the knowledge that he learns away from, away from here back. Like I, I could, I could potentially see him, you know, playing with Leicester for two or three years and then going to France. <laughs> you know, I could see him sort of doing that sort of thing as well, because he's a guy who, who who's, voracious has a voracious um, need to learn and move on and like if you look at the speed at which he's come through the whole system he's still only 22 you know it's it's incredible that you know he's come so far so fast and you know obviously he feels as though he has to move and and go ahead but like he's but he's Alan, leaving Alan why does he feel he has to move I mean the, the reasons for moving are, are don't stack up did a connector an equal province with the other teams in terms of financial uh, you know, in terms of winning. I don't think it's just finances, and maybe there is. There is an. Well, element. obviously, when when it comes into sponsorship, they're they're not. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, there, there is that. But problem. there's more to it than that. There's, you know, if you look at it, if if the decision was made back in sort of October, September, October time, when everyone said it was a done deal, at the time, you know, Leinster were still Leinster. They were, you know, three times Heineken Cup champions, almost guaranteed a spot in Heineken Cup last next year or whatever it's called. Christ, I'm going to be calling it Heineken Cup. Yeah. Uh, we weren't. 
we've just grown and grown and grown as the season has come on. Um, you know, you'd like to think it might have, and maybe maybe that's what sort of made it delay so long is that there was, you know, we have come on so far and in so many leaps and bounds. But like, whether we like it or not, we're still playing against a lot of teams who don't have all their players. I think when they do have their players, we're going to be ready for them. Um, because I think we have come on. I think Pat's put a got a fantastic ethos in there. You've got guys who are dying for each other out on the field, um, right across the field. And no matter who comes on the field, you know, no matter who who comes on, like you look at the young Cale and Blade, he's coming on in, a, in leaps and bounds. Yeah, but that's all. That's all well and good, Alan. Sorry to jump in there, but you know, right. you're looking at Alton Delan, Finley Beelham. I mean. If we track the progress, two other superstars through our academy potentially in two years' time, based on their rapid progress right now. So hopefully that continues. Um, and sure, the, the standing, you know, they're going to go as well in theory. Not necessarily because but why not? Like, Kieran, Kieran, well, Kieran Marmion is, is after signing for a two-year two-year contract but with us Marmion, this year. So Marmion. you know, and he, he he'd be another one that you know you would have thought Leinster would need when you look at the fact that they've got a 35-year-old, like two 35-year-old scrum halves. You know, you, you would have thought if they were that keen that they'd look for him too. All right, so, I'll put that to William. William, I would say that Kieran Marmion uh, and Robbie Henshaw are, are very much a good bit apart at the moment on form and where their standing is over the last 12 months. And uh, Henshaw's signing would have been twice as big as, as Marmion's signing. Uh, absolutely, because I, you know Kieran Marmion isn't isn't in the Irish team. Uh, Robbie Henshaw is possibly the, one of the first names to go down on the team sheet. Yeah, and his his potential is almost limitless. And I think the galling thing is we sort of knew that from the first time we saw him. Hmm. You you watch. I mean, look, I, I'm trekking up and down there for 43 years to the sports ground I've seen so many players but he stood out after a couple of games you thought this guy really is a bit different and it's look it's hard to say to somebody you have to stay in in a setup because you 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 owe something yeah I, I don't think professional sportsmen owe anything it doesn't work like that anymore what I think is a little surprising is that Leinster have not made a great start to the season. They've had a very tough time in Europe, but they're still close enough to the top of the Pro 12. But if I had to make a choice, who's a better coach, Pat Lamb or Leo Cullen? Well, Pat Lamb win, wins that one hands down. But the context really is about Ireland. And if Joe Schmidt feels that Robbie Henshaw will develop better because he's training regularly with Johnny Sexton and or other members of, of an Irish set up and Irish players who are players who are playing for Ireland then that has to has to come into it as well as the commercial side of it Leinster must offer a player more commercial opportunity than Connacht can and that's just the size of, of, of what Leinster is it, it's a bigger province there's more people um, and it, all of those decisions will have rolled into one it, it's, it's all part of it and um, look, Connacht existed before Robbie Henshaw and they'll exist after him and maybe he will come back at some stage but I would agree with Alan I think there's a very good chance that I can see him finishing up uh, in France or in the UK after a, a spell at Leinster if his career keeps going the way it's going he's going to become a huge commodity for, for other teams to chase Yeah, that's all Yeah, can I, Sorry Rob, can I just come back on just to finish off my point like you talked about, you know, what does it mean for for Connick with him leaving? The point I was trying to make with the likes of Kieran staying is Kieran, you know, whether we like it or not, okay, he's not at the same level as Robbie. There's very few people who are, 
but he is at the Irish level and, and he signed a contract. I think that, you know, we have a situation in Connor. Yes, it's really disappointed Robbie's leaving, but I, I, I think there's a hugely, as I say, this time last year, I think it would have had a much bigger impact because if Robbie had left last year, I don't think we Kieran would have re-signed. I don't, I don't know. One or yeah. two others would have re-signed, whereas they have now because everything that's in place, the, the system that's there, the, the, the ethos that's been brought in, the, the, the quality of coaching right across the board, the quality of the facilities we have, which may not quite match the, you know, the, the, the wonderful facilities in UCD, but they're not that far away. And you yeah. still have the quality of life over here. Whether you know, we you know, we we do have our little traffic problems every now and again in in Galway, but the quality of life here compared to Dublin is fantastic. If that's the sort of life you're looking for, yeah, and it is. It, they're good points, Alan. But you still go back to like, what's the long term goal of what Connacht can be? What's the what's the ceiling? Um, I'm not sure they can ever be a four or five time winning Heineken Cup side like uh, Leinster have the potential to be at any one, uh, in any 10 year period but that's only natural but that's only natural but I do believe in theory with professional rugby being such a small group of teams and you think of American sports models you think of teams like the ACT Brumbies in Australia and what they built out of nothing I do believe Connacht could win a championship they could they could one day in maybe 10-15 years win a Heineken Cup if things were put together in the right places but when something like this happens I believe it really changes the conversation on whether that's ever possible whether they can ever break free from the cycle of almost being up in the top table but when it comes to it, when you develop someone as well, this year, this year we have to prove it is. It's it's there for us. It's it's sitting there. It, it's waiting for us. We've got a lot of guys. It's like if you look at Lindley's article this week, which I hadn't seen because I was away on Thursday, but I only got to see it today. Yeah. You know, the amount of players that are coming back. Yeah. Or you know, quality players that we're going to have coming back. So we're not going to be running into the last six weeks of the season completely and utterly shattered like we always are. We're coming in with a whole lot of you know experienced guys who are quality players coming into a team with a load more. And we look at Ulton Delan. Ulton, if, if Ulton keeps going the way he's going, he's going to be as big a superstar as. I know, and he'll be going. To, the calls from the national press will be saying, "Go to Leinster." I'm sure they will, but that's the national press. That's why we're here to talk about staying with Connacht because <laughs> look at the quality he's got in Connacht. Because Monster, he was in the Monster Academy, and they let him go. William, I don't know. Maybe it's just that we heard a lot in, behind the scenes, and we can't really speak to rumours too much. Alan will fall off his chair if I go <laughs> speculating. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we did hear there was some hope, didn't we, in the last few weeks that Robbie might sign? And maybe that's just—I don't know. I, I'm certainly feeling the disappointment more than Alan is there, just because of what it means for the overall uh, long-term future of Connacht. I don't know. Where do you stand on all this? I think overall, long-term, there are issues. Um, some of the players that have re-signed might be a little bit surprised by what's happened. Um, I think they might also be slightly perplexed about the way this has been played out um, because it has there's been a lot of rumours and a lot of stories going on. Um, it, it comes back to the question. You, you said it there. What are Connacht for? What, 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 what's the plan? If this had happened last year, you really would have said, "Well, look, we're just a, we're just a feeder. We're just supposed to produce a player here and a player there, and we're going to take them." Other players have left prior um, to Robbie. They've been taken by other clubs because they've stood out, and that can lead to a sort of a feeling that um, there is no real goal for what Connacht mm. uh, are about. Well, they've got a chance this year, uh, as Alan has just said. Where it really will disappoint, I'd say, is the marketing department. People like that. He he was he was a figurehead. 
that they'd worked quite hard on. And he was a face of Connacht. And he's not going to be the face of Leinster. Uh, He's just going to be one of a group of Irish international players there. But Connacht will have to find somebody else to hang the marketing hook on. And it's interesting. I mean, we're assuming that he's going to Leinster. I mean, <laughs> I can't see him going anywhere else. <laughs> we'll have to re-edit this whole podcast if he goes somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Pat Lamb today wishes him well in his future Irish career. Um, so you can read that one of two ways. You could say his Irish careers with Leinster or his Irish careers with, with, with Ireland. Um how Connacht management will react to this, I, I don't know. I would say they've probably known it's been coming for a while. Um, and they might be fairly fed up, really, that it's happened again. But um, they have a job to do next Saturday in Zebra, and they'll just have to get on with it. Yeah, and I, I think they have been getting on with it. You know, to, to, we've got three bonus, bonus point wins in a row. I don't think we've ever done that before. You know, and and one you know one away from home against a, a strong dry, uh, uh, you know a team who are near the bottom of the league, but they actually play a lot better than that. I think if 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 um, Newport or not Newport, crikey, the Dragons, if the Dragons had any major self belief, they'd be a lot higher up the table because they're a very good side. They're they're very similar to where we were eighteen months ago. I think there's an awful lot of talent and they're a good side, and they're going to give an awful lot of other teams an awful lot of problems as the as the season goes on. Agreed. And we beat we beat. Scarlet, and we fairly hammered them at home um, with a bonus point. So I think I think they have been getting on. I think they have been moving it and 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 keeping the whole thing going. And I think as a face of Connacht, hopefully Ulton does get a chance in one of these games, and he could be our next superstar because he's he's quite incredible in all honesty. Yeah. Okay. As ever, Alan more positive than me and William, but sure, that's the way it is. And and this and this William, after we sent him to Newport, and we're sending you to Parma. Well, there you go. Uh, I'll try to bring. I'll try to bring lots of positivity to Parma. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a bit easier. I, I can't say why, really, without insulting the great people of East Wales. Um, but yeah, the weather should be a bit better, right? Well, I'm in the midst of my road trip. I, I stopped off at Paris, which was uh, beyond depressing. Really, that performance. Not that the city was depressing, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Irish rugby. It's been a weird few days, Alan, because we were feeling very good about things on uh, Thursday. It is a knock to it, not to uh, what we would have hoped for, you know, in terms of the Irish team selection, which was a bit disappointing. And uh, yeah, I, I think I think the team selection was a major issue. I think you know picking, pick going back to keep picking Leinster players coming off, and I, you know I guarantee if if one of the the back row had been injured, he'd be bringing in Jordy Murphy. Like you know, there's there is three other provinces out there. It's very frustrating that you know I think you know I was reading an article there. People, you know, David Walsh apparently given out about Irish fans not appreciating what they've got and how good things are. His selection the weekend was very similar to how Eddie O'Sullivan, how I felt about Eddie O'Sullivan's selection. This idea that there was only a small group of people. There's not. The whole Ulster backline is fantastic. We've got a few guys in our backline that are pretty decent as well. Um, you know, there's more to Irish rugby than what is being picked at the moment and that's my only frustration I think everything else the style of play is fine and, and you know whatever he's how we're playing the game and how we're trying to put pressure on that's all good it's just the, the selections on the edge I have an issue with Alright William do you want to finish with your thoughts on Ireland because I can add in mine as well just to say that it, the atmosphere there you know the Irish fans it was a weird type of atmosphere I, I didn't think they were very very 
uh, into it at all. And leaving that aside, the game was poor. But really frustrated to see the likes of Fergus McFadden called up. And you know, I mean, got to be careful. We don't want to hammer these guys either. Um, but at the same time, way beyond, way behind what Matt Eady is doing on the rugby pitch. Really frustrating from our point of view. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with Alan. The bigger issue possibly is the amount of Ulster players left there. Well, I can tell you, having spoken to two Ulster people last night and this morning, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that was their view. They didn't put it quite as politely as that. Um, it was disappointing. Uh, it was one of those odd games. We just did not convert chances that we had. And you, you have to take your chances. If you watched Wales yesterday, Wales converted their chances when they got them. And they always got into a position, you felt, when they when they got an opportunity, they always made sure... They used it to the maximum. They didn't score every time, but they put real pressure on. We ran the first half, and really up until the 60th minute, we were doing fine. And then we just seemed to to fall apart, really. And you, watching it on television, you kind of felt they're going, France are going to get a try here. Uh, and they did. And they were ecstatic, because I don't really think they knew quite how they managed to win the game. Um, yeah, the French papers today were just emphasising, William, you know, their young, new team on the new dawn had taken on an Irish team that was dominating them for the last years, and it was a really experienced Irish team, and they beat them, which was a great breakthrough. So they took the positives from this massively, no matter how averagely they played overall. Um, well, I think that that's probably seen as slightly through rose-tinted glasses. I, they, <laughs> didn't, they didn't really have much of a... Um, of a game plan at times. Um, what's what's surprising? Strange thing today watching the the England Italy game a couple of times in the first half, and it's just something that it's becoming a real bugbear with me in rugby, not playing what's in front of you. And it, it was it happened yesterday as well. There's so many set moves in rugby now where teams decide they're going to do things exactly as they are on the training ground. For England's first try today, they they actually had two passes more than they needed if one player had just looked at what he had gone for the soft shoulder and passed the ball but players now are afraid to actually make plays it's almost as if it's been coached out of them and I thought we were a bit like that yesterday we we tried to play in a very particular way when we were in the ball was in our back line and there were times when players got in the wrong place and it broke down and you're thinking just play the game, play what's in front of you, use a bit of spark. Uh, and I wonder, has that just been coached out because everything now is analysed to the, to the nth degree? Yeah, well summed up. Alan, any final thoughts? Yeah, just just did a quick check through the stats. Robbie has played against the Irish provinces 16 times, hasn't scored a single try. Ooh, here's one for that. That's a good way to finish. William, final thoughts? Robbie Hench, leaving. Um, I thought you hung up there. That would be a good final thought. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, uh, it's 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 disappointing. We sort of knew it was coming. I'm glad the decision's been made. I think he will be selected for us for the rest of the season. Give his all. I hope people get behind him for that. Um, we have a lot of work to do. Um, the Ospreys beating Munster today didn't didn't help us really in some ways it's very hard to judge but I kind of feel that has kept them in the game they're going to be thrilled going to Cork and winning 
Uh, Glasgow have two games in hand. We've got three games now coming up away to Zebra, which we should win. Uh, they were shambles, apparently, at the RDS on Friday night. Then we've got the Ospreys coming here. That's another massive Pro 12 game. That's that's as big as the Slanekli game, maybe slightly bigger. And then we've got to go to Glasgow. you got to keep the winning. If they can keep winning and keep the the, the ball rolling forward, um, they can still pitch for, for uh, a playoff place. But I think if they can nail down or as close to nail down as possible a European place before they come into the last run of games. That'll give them a little bit of scope in those games. There'll be a little bit less pressure on them. Just just enough time for me to say, Alan, did you check the prediction league table? No, why would I do that, Rob? Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, your best week there. I don't know what you predicted there to be down towards the bottom. I think you must have predicted an Italian win or something, and God knows. I know, I don't England to win by three or four or something stupid. Yeah. That was a disaster. William, you're off the bottom and looking a bit better anyway. <laughs> just a bit, not much. Yeah, I did, I did say saying they would win by 11 so I think um, so that would be 20 points out <laughs> well uh, yeah I'm, actually you know what no I, I'm not even going to say where I am in the table because it's irrelevant but a, a salute to Sylvia uh, Sylvain who's uh, top of the table number one have I pronounced his name right Sylvain Sylviana I would have said but anyway oh sure it's Sylvian it is it's the same Sylvian who was top last week my apologies yeah. Sylvian well yeah. maintaining it that's a good goal from him tell you must have predicted a French win with his uh, second nationality there. That's it for now. There's going to be so much more in the Robbie Henshaw talk. I know uh, we couldn't get Dave on tonight because uh, he's be- had a prior engagement, but he's going to the press conference on Tuesday for us, so he's going to gather audio that we'll use in the uh, Zebra podcast that myself and William will record when I drive down to Parma next week. It was a long drive. Looking forward to that. And uh, Alan, we'll talk more next uh, next time you're on as well. Might even get yourself and Dave together to discuss some of the other aspects of it next week because we don't want to let this go. It's an important time for Connacht. We want to represent all views and there's a lot of views out there, Alan. Were you saying on the 42.ie there was a huge interest, was there? There's more interest on the their, their side. There's over 31,000 views of this item today. The, the Ireland match is still only at 29,000 or something. So wow. like it, it's it's really big. A lot, a lot of people are excited you know, about what's going on here um, in a good way and a bad way from their point of view. So, you know, Leinster fans are happy, but some of them feel a little bit... Um, I don't know the, the duplicitous about the fact that you know Connacht should be doing well and why are we nicking their players other ones are going but sure why wouldn't he come here um, Munster fans are gutted that he's not going down there and the Ulster fans still think that McCloskey should be in the team <laughs> that's very good on that bombshell we'll leave it at that thanks lad. 